Hello, this is Ruslan Malinovsky. Hello, this is Roman Yeremchuk. Hello, I'm Sergey Rebro. And you're listening to Ukraine Plus Football. He's heading east, he's heading east, he's heading football's heading east, he's heading east, he's heading east, he's heading football's heading east, he's heading east, he's heading east, he's heading football's heading east. Hello, welcome to another exciting episode of Ukraine Plus Football Podcast. I'm your host, Adam, from Ukrafot24, and I'm here with a fantastic episode for you today. This is one that I've really been looking forward to for a while. Joining me, as always, my two excellent co-hosts, Mr. Zori Landansk, Andrew. How are you doing? I hope you're looking forward to this one as much as me. Yeah, this is a different insight into where a Ukrainian manager has gone very far away from Ukraine. So looking forward to hearing a bit more about this story. And Ray, how are you doing, mate? All good, Adam. Well, that's exciting for me today and I'm really looking forward to it. So stay tuned to find out more about the Ukrainians abroad. No, we're, we're here. Snow's just about melted in Kiev. It's slightly hotter now, but winter's still firmly fixed in our mind. So we're going to the other, other side of the world, to beautiful Cambodia today. And we're joined by Oleg Stanivsky. Good afternoon, Oleg. Good evening over there. Okay. How are you? Hello, yes. We have already evening. Uh, so you guys already started to put the pressure about the good story. So I hope it will be like this. <laughs> but for sure, for sure, I will try to, to put the, the insights uh, and share my experience here in Ukraine and like uh, any, any questions. So... Uh, Thank you. Yeah, I'm, this is what I was quite curious about as well. Cambodia, it's not your first uh, Asian country, is it? You've had you've you've had a few interesting positions. So, how I mean, how did you first of all get involved in this, and what you know inspired you to go to boundaries outside of what is, shall we say, you know, the normal footballing Ukrainian footballing journey to where you are today. Thanks. So um, actually, yes, this is my not the first experience in Cambodia and actually like overseas in Southeast Asia as uh, the, my first country where I was trying to have a like um, tryouts as a professional football player in, uh, in Indonesia in uh, 2010. Um, this wasn't successful and um, I meet the coach uh, inside the one of uh, Dutch coach. I got the like during the trials, got the quite injury and um, actually I, I wasn't like I wasn't restarting let's say like um, my uh, football career because uh, as, as a kid at the youth so I was uh, playing with playing the top division and uh, just a bit of I wouldn't say like really professional football it's uh, like high matter division and then I just decided to have this opportunity in, in Indonesia and just <laughs> pack my stuff <laughs> and go there. Actually, I had a like connection and roots because as um, at the time my current wife, at the time my girlfriend, so she had a, got a contract in in Indonesia in Jakarta and uh, meet some people and uh, invite me as as I was every time in a football so so had a shot you know and a try so. Um, 
yes and after i meet the coach who recommend me like to to get this profession as as a profession you know the issue even though i before back in ukraine i was uh, coaching uh, kids and helping my coach but once i was like 19 was like playing football study and all this stuff and yes at 25 try to restart my career but as i said it didn't happen and um, i spent nice one interesting year in jakarta and then after I go back to get my badges in uh, in Ukraine and uh, return back already, but in Malaysia, in Kuala Lumpur, in uh, uh, in um, like let's say like British Academy or like English Academy, uh, holded by like Matthew Lister, it was, it's called like Goal Academy, and I spent um, uh, around two years uh, in um, in this academy, and then I got the chance to become the assistant uh, coach for the under 17. Uh, Malaysian national team. So it was also nice, good experience. And um, yeah, so I had a nice, like almost three and a half years in, in Malaysia, where I go after to Phnom Penh Crown as an under 19th head coach. And um, so this my was my first experience in Cambodia. So for one year, I was a head coach of under 19th. We won the league. And um, so the club proposed me to, to become the head coach for the first team as um, they decided to change a little bit the direction in, in, for the club. So they promote the use. So 75% of, of the newly team was become just completely from the academy. So and they to make, decided to make this step like for the future you know the victories and like future to to give these boys because the boys was really really nice so i really enjoyed to work with them and uh, we make this step to to for the 2017 to to be the youngest team in the league and uh, with boys who was 16 17 18 years old with just like uh, with some foreigners and a couple senior players who just like to to balance the team you know so and i would say we we did quite well we did quite well we just was six points behind the champion uh even though it was very competitive because cambodia is very competitively and very so and we were six points behind the champion but actually we finished fifth so you can imagine so the competition inside the country and still it is uh, at this moment it's like this so it's not easy to become champion there is no really dominant team. yeah there is like five six teams who can you know to push to um, for the gold but actually the competition is always inside uh, cool am i right you came back to ukraine for a bit in between your two stints in yes 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 so after 2017 when um uh, the the club decided to change me to change coach so my contract uh, wasn't um continued i go back to ukraine and i uh, finished my a license at the time so i was study and um, and getting my license and then i got the proposition to to become analyst in um, in Shakhtar Donetsk in uh, the team uh, u19 so I, I spent around two years so back in ukraine with with Shakhtar Donetsk ah oh, brilliant and then so what just before we move on just curious then so what brought you back to cambodia after the was it were you missing the sun 
be honest. Um, look, I don't know, because all these years, um, which I spent, I say, starting from like 2010 and uh, like to traveling around the Southeast Asia, it's uh, at first, for sure, it's shock because they're completely different countries, completely different climate, culture, uh, people, and, but food, you know, like, but slowly when you come in, and uh, you try to know the people you try to understand why it's like this so like you know to have a little bit curiosity and um, and actually like for me at the time the like who, who i was like no one you know like with no with no like huge background with no um so these countries give me the opportunity so so let's say like this there was open for the people who who possess uh, the knowledge uh, but do not have the you know the beautiful background uh, no professional like real team never play for the national team or whatever you know like uh, where or you know like usually in europe this is like a ex-legend who who joined the clubs to become the youth coaches or to become the coaches managers and so on but if you if your background is uh, is not had like huge uh, history uh, so it's not that easy to to get the the experience so i decided so why not to go through a little bit <laughs> different part of the world to one day come back to ukraine which actually i did and um, i had a nice beautiful like talks with with Jorge Rafa. at the time he was a technical director of the academy in Shakhtar, and um, so he so I'd say like impressed or like was was quite positive on on my uh, CV and on on the talk. So he proposed me to to join under 19 team, which was led by uh, Andres Carrasco, who have huge huge background and like working in uh, in La Masia in Barça for 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 11 years, and he was at the time uh, head coach for for Shakhtar under 19s. And um, I was working together with him, and this was huge experience, you know. So I like I re review the football from the beginning, you know, like what everything I have this like was like throw throw it away in somewhere, just leave this little curiosity and um, like desire to to continue like personal development. So he gave the completely. You know, like working with him for those years, you can take the like coaching diploma. You know, this is this is a great leader, great great mind. You mentioned there at the start that you had trials in Indonesia about ten years ago, and then you moved over to Indonesia with your girlfriend. Did you have a career even on a very low level in Ukrainian football uh, as a player, or like was there were you in any academies or anything like that? My father was uh, is still coaching and was a coach and football player. So I was like from the childhood, from the I don't know, from the uh, from the very early ages, uh, was following him. And then around six, age of six, or so I joined uh, the football schools, like uh, the, then eventually the academies, and was playing um, until we were playing the, at first the first division and then uh, top division of of the youth so until like under 19s. Uh, after this one, I decided <laughs> I'm not that good player, you know. <laughs> so there was nothing like with the injury or no, like very, <laughs> I don't want to go through all this hell with the uh, second division, first division to, to have a like miserable chance to, to you know, to go in a, in a, in a high top level football. And um, 
maybe at this age when I was young, I was not like, you know, there is um, a lot of stuff to do. You know, you have friends, you have the like computer games, you had the training sessions, and um, as as a kid, you you sometimes you lose the focus. You know, and um, which I really love football and never skip the training session. But you know, I just play it for fun because I like it. I I didn't I, I even think that I become a professional football player. And maybe from this point when you know you're not like super focused. You, you don't have this um, desire. But then I start to help the, to code once under 19. So he, so it was a graduated group, let's say like this. And um, so I didn't want to go to professional. So I start to help him to coach. And, um, and it was nice, it was nice. And then I go to university, which actually I didn't have the um, specific physical like development or like PE. Uh, so I decided to completely go a different way. And um, so I was joined the university, playing football there for university team, and was study uh, directing, so TV and cinema direct. <laughs> so with this uh, background, <laughs> uh, so parallel, I also work, was working for the for the one of the newspaper was like uh, my specialization was. Uh, football and uh, so I was talking with coaches with with football players so it was a little bit like journalistic plus parallel like, like TV and so on so and then I graduated and understand that I can't do with the football so I want to want to want to coach you know so this uh, but actually you know this experience when you have you study university you 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 know you have like for me it was like uh, to open your your vision you know not just like to be direct only, you know, very, very specific. So to open, like to, to get out from the box and like to get the new knowledge, understanding how to work with the people, how to uh, create the environment inside and um, football and this, so that's nice. And you mentioned this, Oleg, because I have a filmmaking background myself. Uh, since you discussed it, uh, what's with your creative vision when you came to Asia, what were the uh, cultural differences you noticed uh, in Cambodia comparing to Ukraine? Uh, Cambodia, I would say the people is uh, more more open, more friendly. They 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 never go, <clears throat> you know, with with conflicts, with with uh, you know, like there is never tension. There is there is like the eyes relaxed. I think because of the weather, you know, the the summer is here, the the full year. So so that's why I think for our like more like European or like Nordic mentality, we we are preparing for winter. You know. This is <laughs> so we need to be prepared. So there is no time for 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 leisure. You know, there is no time for for have. So so we are really focused on on how to continue to develop, how to you know protect to secure yourself in in this life. And as is different <laughs> because everything is more easier to to get. So the the, the people here is uh, as I say like a bit more more relaxed and uh, there is no too much rush and there is no like, tension between the the people like there is less aggression there is uh, less uh, you know the arguing inside so it's also of the religion uh, here because it's a buddhist country so they are uh, respect everyone nature and so on so it's give the this flavor you know great to hear about those cultural differences let's let's look now at the footballing side I would imagine sitting here in Ukraine, having come from English style football to Ukrainian football, there is a lot of differences. Now, am I right in thinking that 
the jump from Ukrainian football to Cambodian football or Southeast Asian, shall we say, to incorporate mm. Malaysia. That must have been immense. Yes, I don't know. Like I would say that Ukrainian football, and especially if you watch even like top divisions, I think a part of uh, maybe Shakhtar Donetsk and some point from uh, Dynamo Kiev. So it's uh, it's more more athletic football. Yes, for sure, hundred percent. And and in South. East Asia, I would say, uh, for example, like Indonesia, Malaysia, if you just watch this, this is also about quite direct football. So there is uh, less uh, pos uh, like positional or possessional based uh, football. And and here before was like this in 17, as I remember, this was a lot of, you know, the, the, the teams are really depends uh, on, on the foreigners who had the skills, you know, who, who can do the individual stuff, like doesn't matter, you're a defender, okay, you are tall, you can win your challenge, you can win your duel, and you um, you win the ball and just pump it to the to the striker, uh, like, or the winger who run fast, who had dribbles, or like big tall guy who, who can win the challenge and have the ball in, into the net. And it's, it's, it's still present here, but I would say in less. And um, talking about our team, we completely on this matter completely different. There is um, working in in Shakhtar and even before Shakhtar, so I, I was really like the the entertainment. So maybe this is a part of a, from my from my past education as a as a director, which you need to understand that football is uh, for sure you need to win 100%. The the victory is very important, and this is number one. But uh, how you how you can to win this? For me, the possessional as football is um, is not just a tool for you know for entertainment, but this is also the tool to to win the matches because it's more pragmatic for me. You know, it's just like to have a luck. Okay, so my striker run away or no, or my defense will will win the duels or not. So so it's I would say it's nice but quite pragmatic football and. Um, and Southeast Asia start to because you know the physicality is not here. So you can imagine, for example, our defenders is uh, one one seventy five, one seventy six. Our goalkeeper is one seventy eight. So you can imagine you you cannot just like pump the ball up front. And uh, so what you're gonna do? This is like a betting. Sometimes you win, sometimes red, sometimes uh, black. But so just. Avoid this to be as as I say. I was working in this uh, academy, and I know the football players. I know they possess the skills, the the the, the technical technical base. Just to give them understanding about the football. Just uh, teach them the the principles of the football. So of this uh, positional uh, positional based football, which is uh, I learned a lot from uh, Andreas Carrasco, who was uh, methodologist for from Barcelona and. Uh, and and as my love for for style of Pep Guardiola, so which is for me is the most entertainment football. So so why not to put it together, pragmatism and entertainment? Evidently, there's always going to be differences, but the fact that you want to bring your own style, in a sense, compared to what some of the other teams in Cambodia League go for, and I think it's just worth to caveat that last season you won the Premier League with non pen crown. For like the first time the club won it in five, six years. Um, yeah, in six years yeah. So evidently this new style that you've uh, brought in is working quite well and uh, has, has reaped its results. So I think logically what ties in obviously with the football style is probably the infrastructure. Uh, we know in Ukraine that there are certain clubs, especially in the lower divisions where infrastructure 
is not the best. You're playing on very um, poor quality pitches uh, and other things. But what's it like in Cambodia, Malaysia, uh, Indonesia, as you've already mentioned? I would say it's developing. It's developing quite fast and there is more and more investment in and the more pitches and beautiful uh, stadiums start to build on and like on, on, on European style. Uh, I would say, um, for example, uh, the company ground club that we're working is have the one of the best infrastructure as we have the training pitch we have the the, the small artificial uh, pitch like uh, in case of the rain or something and we have the nice beautiful uh, stadium with i think it's still at the moment and uh, the the best pitch in the country so where actually you can develop this style, you know, because <laughs> because uh, sometimes when you go on away matches, there is a like provincial uh, teams who, let's say, I sometimes not even like amateur teams <laughs> have like same, much same level. I think I would say in Ukraine now it's much more developed, and even amateur teams like second division teams have have nice good quality pitches and uh, yes maybe not surrounding you know the, the the box not that good but the pitch is you 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 can pass the ball there like even in villages you know um here sometimes a bit suffering so the the thing is changed and now with especially for this new upcoming season there's already we we move to the like Premier League with uh, with the new investors, with a new general manager, and who who push who who rise up the bar for the you know for the club licensing, and um, the for example these teams are now with the bad pitches are not uh, eligible to to play so so now they out so they go to to the second division if you don't possess this uh, infrastructure, and there is uh, teams who build and build more and more stadiums. For sure, there is mostly the uh, Phnom Penh, the capital-based uh, clubs, but uh, provinces also start to build. So today we in Siem Reap, and tomorrow we will be playing in a very beautiful uh, local pitch. Yes, for sure, it's not that great. You you don't you don't have like in 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 Holland or like in where is the pitches in in any like in any yard. So, but. But still, it's developing. It's not that good, but it's 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 developing, and especially Malaysia in this, if to say so, they invest a lot of in uh, grassroots, and uh, they build more pitches for the for the kids. And here, for example, a little bit different. So now professional clubs start to have the good level, but still grassroots is is a bit behind. For example, um, there is Moradok Stadium, the national team stadium, the new very beautiful pitch, which is which is uh, equal to European big pitches. So they just, just build it. And uh, on this Monday will be uh, Cambodian national team under 22 will uh, will play their first official major. So very beautiful stadium. If so that's more of a um, football infrastructure side of uh, the business in Cambodia. And uh, what about the Ukrainians uh, traveling to Cambodia? Why is it not a big thing these days? Uh, is it because of uh, the roadblocks or maybe the people are not informed enough? And we are kind of bridging the gap in here right now. So, uh, what is the reason? Why is it not that uh, common for Ukrainians to go east rather rather than west in footballing or cultural terms? What do you think about that? This side, uh, we have a Ukrainian player actually in the team. So, <laughs> uh, and he's uh, 
is one of the Shahtar students. So he's he's goes through all the levels in, in Shahtar. Then he play in uh, Ukrainian top division and for the for Shahtar. And then he go like uh, Bangladesh, Maldives, and. Um, and I know he come back and he didn't have a club, so uh, he contacted me and for sure I was happy to, you know, to, to have this level of the, of the player in, in my team. And if talking about the Ukrainian diaspora, I would say Cambodia and in Phnom Penh, there is, there is Ukrainians and we have like, you know, the Ukrainian chat, so I know, but it's not too many of them uh, if we're talking about, so mostly the professional skills, uh, people come in here to like, uh, to, to do the job here, um, like technologies, um, design, web design and so on. So, so mostly the IT, same is Malaysia, I don't know, Ukraine's go mostly on, on, on this, uh, level about the football um, i don't know i think uh, that the, the biggest problem for would say like ukrainian invasion is <laughs> it's a it's a language language barrier unfortunately the the, the people like maybe of my age or the uh, senior or even 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 younger so they do not possess the um, english lang language from which is um you know stopping you from from the traveling stopping you from from the new experience so so mostly the people <laughs> just go with you know, egypt turkey like for for the holidays <laughs> that's it and if like talking about work it's for sure it's it's uh, it's mostly poland or, or or other countries like portugal england czech just just for the work but i would say the the professional base skills who actually really you know you you can uh, come here with you know with with better level that you already inside the ukraine inside the you know the local people so you can bring something here so you so you you take you don't take anyone's place because they actually there there is a space so that's why i say southeast asia give the opportunities because um the the, the knowledge and i think the ukrainian uh, possess good knowledge in different topics different spheres so uh, they can they can be more represented here and uh, so why not? But I think that the mostly is maybe uh, most of the people don't like to travel and prefer to stay in Ukraine. Maybe it's a little bit our mentality that we um, maybe sometimes will be unhappy or unhappy with the government or stuff or something. Just complain, but stay 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 where you coming from, you know. Uh, but there is more and more young people who you you know who who is open and who is who is ready to to travel. To, to find um, experience and for me is look the, 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 to go outside Ukraine it's not to to find the, the better life or something for me it's to get the experience and to come back and to to be to help and to to provide something you know a little bit different flavor inside and to have uh, to help something you know to to have the some other type of the knowledge which is not currently have inside the ukrainos i mean something like this so have different different view you know and come back to as i say like experience with with Shaftar. because before i traveled to asia um, i was trying to to go to Shaftar or like Dinamo or other teams 
but they say, who are you? <laughs> Sorry, we, we don't know you. <laughs> one time I was calling into one of the clubs and say, look, I'm, I'm a coach and I was uh, spent uh, two years and then come back to, to Ukraine. So after Malaysia, and I say, I have this, this type of the knowledge and say, no, 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 <laughs> we're not interested in you. But then with, with the time, with, with, with the background, so when, when the people, you know the foreign people in Ukraine, which give you give you this opportunity, which as a you know as I say like Jorge Rafa, who give me this opportunity, not not the Ukrainian, you know, which because I say we have enough, so we we don't require anything. We have anything. So, but those people they come in and they see okay. So what do we need? So we need this type of the uh, people with curiosity, with with. Uh, with different type of maybe mentality. So, so why not to mix it a little bit? Good, like specialist, um, legends and so on. So to have, uh, to have both, you know, not to have just only one direction. Just curious there, now you've signed a Ukrainian, how is he settling into the team over there? And what was the reaction? I mean, if we go back to your time at Shakhtar, what was the reaction of the Ukrainian players there when they found out that you'd had this experience in Southeast Asia? Was it kind of a, was there an interest or was there kind of a, what were you doing? Why weren't you in Ukraine? How did the players react to it? And obviously, how's, how's your new boy reacting to life in the team there? Okay, so I will start with the first question with uh, with Valery Grishin. So, uh, so, uh, so he joined us last season and helped to, to win the trophy for us, so this is 100% as all the players. And um, uh, so yes, firstly he he came and he was looking for this opportunity, you know, like to 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 go outside and he understand he had the opportunity to play in Ukraine, but like in a lower division, like second or first. But uh, as with experience outside, so he decided to to had a short end so he came here but <laughs> for my actually surprise he his english was very limited he, he was so this is uh, this is this is the first you know the um, step and the difficulties which any foreigners uh, come into any country if you don't have you don't possess the and i think the um, english is a should be the second language or international language and um, so you need to know your own language, but like English is already not something already basis at this time. So uh, and he came here and he have a little bit uh, problems connections, uh, and um, so he he was very limited in in conversation. So he was a little bit only training, only training, stay home training. So he started to feel a little bit boring. Would um, say like um, not open. So. I wouldn't say like depression, but uh, it was for him tough time. So he's mostly talk, come training session, and um, and talk with back the parents and the friends in Ukraine. That's it. So he don't really connect. So so this is was for him the crisis time. And then COVID came inside the country, and uh, and he 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 get it. And Cambodia was very very strict rules about this. So everyone who who got the COVID, so who was. Um, by the test, uh, like positive COVID, they go to the COVID centers. So you cannot just stay home. So these all the people they just send like um, like a camp, you know, <laughs> really big camp with all the people. And so there is a lot of players uh, from 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 our team. And you know, as COVID is once you have inside the team and the close environment, so they start to spread. And 
so we have like around 10 players go there and uh, for him was again difficult time but he started to talk a bit more and and, um, and then so we start to have the better connection with with foreign players and uh, who have much same story coming here with 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 limited uh, understanding of, of english communication and so they help him on this matter he come back and start to slowly talk and they start to have the better connection with with, with local players Cambodians with, with other stuff and with the players so so he's a adaptation now he's very happy and so he was happy to continue a contract here like very grateful at working and they talk a lot joke a lot so uh, and you understand like if the person start to joke have fun with others so he's already adapted inside in in, in this environment inside the team and at the beginning <laughs> was was no you know the ukrainians quite close you know <laughs> so they're not easy to open but once ukraine like is character mentality once you open so you you can have a very very good friend and a very good uh, uh, person to to support you in a, any situation so uh, you know like I say with Ukrainians like ice. Once you break it, uh, you will have you will have a good friend. And um, so now they are quite connected, and everyone happy. Foreigners, local players. So we have very very good in environment in, in, inside the team. So friendly, supportive, hardworking. Um, so which one happy? Curious about how obviously when you're at Shakhtar and you <clears throat> people find out mm, yeah. you have this. Yeah, footballing yeah, yeah. experience in Southeast Asia. What was the reaction, especially of the younger players? Was there a sort of a, a curiosity about moving out, or was there a, a resistance that you you met? You no, know, the the place was quite open, and um, they was happy to talk, happy to ask me about Asia and so on. You know that the, they are like this under nineteen, so they of course they want to ask about oh. Okay. So what's the football in Southeast Asia? So what's the football in Malaysia, Indonesia, Cambodia, and, and so on. So, so because as a football player, you understand, okay, so what's going to happen with me in the future? Will I sign a contract with the first team? Uh, or I will go for loan, or I will go for like first, second division or whatever. So they start to ask me. And so we, so there was, for, for, for majority of them was interesting and they was asking and they also like was asking me and to help like to contact with a with the coach and um, as you know the head coach is, is a foreigner so so try to understanding and also like helping with communication so i actually start in shahtar as a uh, analyst plus translator because at the time was no translator <laughs> so it was also a nice time so i was just nearby not just like with the cameras or in front of the laptop so i was uh, there doing presentations translate uh, meetings with the players one we one meetings uh, not only on a football wise but also a lot of like personal meetings about the boys about their behavior about their futures so and uh, in this point uh, Carrasco was good 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 mentor good you know he 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 point quite well with the players like to put them on the right way and uh, the players like to speaking with me and um, you know this this knowledge when i was outside and not only language but also the the, the understanding of the professional football like so there was 
quite supportive and, and very respectful. You know, the, the, the kids who are joining academy, so they understand that, that football is a profession. And um, so it's not just the part of their education after they go. So, so they take it serious and uh, any, any information, so they, they're quite open. And this same was asking about the experience my, in Asia. So obviously from working with the Shakhtar youth and everything that you got from there, and the fact that you were obviously like an analyst and helping out across across the park. Any recommendations for maybe local Cambodian talent or players in your league currently that could potentially make a move somewhere to, to the big leagues uh, in the future, even Ukraine or, or somewhere else that you expect them to really hit the heights? I would say here is quite interesting players have because they possess uh, their natural um, explosiveness. You know, they're fast. They, they have very good first five meters. They have a um, very good, you know, explosion with, with jumps, with swan, with fights, with 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 things. So they actually the genetic. They can be uh, good fast uh, players, you know, like Brazilians or something. But not that because, like, for sure, you, you cannot compare with Brazil because this is football is a culture there. Here is still um, the and in my first time when I was working in academy in 2016 and then 17. So uh, especially the senior players, I would say they do not understand the football actually is a profession. For them, they they uh, they were thinking, okay, so I play football, I can go outside or this. So this was little lot of this tensions and a lot of understanding now but this new generation they understand i want to be a football player I, I had a background as academy player and if if i not go to sleep if i eat uh, the, the not proper food if i like party so it's it's not going to help me and uh, they already start to understand because uh, if before there was little competition, now this competition is higher on, on their positions. And for them, is as I said, the football become a profession. And uh, I would say uh, there is quite interesting players of like 2003, 2002, 2001. Um, look, I'm not sure about the, um, how can they adapt in, in Europe because it's completely different. When when the people ask me, so for example, your team in, in Europe, in Ukraine, so where are they going to play? I said, I don't know, like you, you come here, can you play on, what if Ukrainian team come here and to play where they're going to be to play under the sun with, with 36 plus, you know, degree and, uh, <laughs> and to have this uh, humid, you know, like, which is like hot, um, not easy to breathe, you, you are sweating completely just before even warm up, <laughs> you know, so with, with the culture, with, with, um, environment inside with with the food so where are you going to be there so so how you adapt for me for, for sure the cambodians and the malaysians they adapt in a more different climate so this is also the challenge slowly as i know like for example a couple of malaysians they start to travel more into the europe at the young age and um, you know is in portugal and in, in france and england more, mostly for them the development and some of them actually not sure who but there is was like some, some players in the second divisions of the portugal so there is more players invited from thailand and indonesia in, in different divisions and there is a lot of philippines playing in, in uh, different divisions uh, of germany in as a, 
was just recently with the coach from uh, under 22 Philippine national team. So he said they have a players in Bochum, in, in some league of French, in some of the second division of Germany. So the, um, the players who mostly right there, but some of them was playing and then they, they go after. So there is some some people I would say I in our team we have possessed quite good players but you know you need to understand like the better for them to come as early as possible to for for the adaptation and and I would say also for education the football education I would say if take best players best local players and uh, from from our team and put them in some in i don't know like in ukraine maybe it could happen something you know <laughs> you never know so i i don't want to say okay no or yes there is no no such uh, answer for me you just need to put and let's see i think they minimum they're not going to be lost there the best players of cambodia they're going to be not going to be lost in in inside the inside the team inside the match so they will they will show they will show something so to round off our conversation today Oleg, you had a bright career so far uh, what are the plans for future uh, for you and the team in particular uh, so talking about this this year 2022 we're gonna be participating in the afc cup so it's uh, kind of europa league so this is like europa league level for for the for the asia and um, we going to be playing in a group stages in a group stage and uh, we're waiting for our matches in um, in june so we have vietnamese team singapore team Myanmar team and uh, this kind of group stage and then the best teams will promote further so uh, and again for me it's difficult to say we have good chances or the bad chances but um, this is international football this is completely different level but i would say and again i don't think we're gonna be minimum be, like behind so i think we can compete i think we can compete and um, the most important to for sure the players don't have this experience and uh, you never know how they will um, after the kickoff how will be there you know the mental level on, on this but for sure they they can play football and they can possess if if they play same as a last season so i think we have a good chances to promote from the group and for this season we want to confirm our second championship in a row and um, you know the, the club have ambitions and this i was telling the last year same guys we there is only one way we want we need to be a champion because because you guys you you you're not worse you're better than the others so just just need a little bit confidence and and from the game to game they start to believe in this you know because we start pre-season we won all the matches we play 10 pre-season matches we won all we win like the pre-season uh, tournament and uh, the first trophy unofficial trophy for the club for the for the long years and then we start with five consecutive wins and then COVID come in. <laughs> so the league was stopped like almost for two months and half of our team was in a COVID center, COVID camping. So once the league restart and the players just come out from the camp. So we had four draws in a row, but continue to be the first. But then after this one, we continue to, to get the points. And um, up to the leg, last, last, last game, which, was decisive so and for this season as i say we need to we want we still hungry i see the players uh to for for more trophies and to win the cup and to to win 
you know to have the double so that's our goal and aim and um, for me now it's main focus after for sure like as, as coach I, I want to be and and my dream is to be the head coach of the team who play in champion league you know this is this is as a take the Asia way <laughs> and which experience opportunity and the most important give me the trust you know to lead the team and um, I hope this opportunity will come uh, back to Ukraine or maybe other European country and uh, we'll see so and eventually back to Ukraine who knows maybe Shakhtar Donetsk uh, head coach and so on so <laughs> so the, the the dreams and are there so just from the dreams to make it plan, you know, just go step by step. Oh, we wish you the best of luck with it. <laughs> I know I'll be tuning in, especially in June, I think, for those uh, Asia Cup games. They, look, they do look quite interesting. Just, just before we go, I mean, uh, are, are the Cambodian games, are the team's games broadcast across the internet? Or is for any Ukrainians listening to this who are just curious to see how... Ukraine's Cambodian team is getting on. Is there anywhere they can catch a match? Uh, uh, the league is every time all the matches, all the matches, the top division and the second division, they, they broadcast live on the Facebook pages. So at this point, I'm not sure how it will be situation uh, for, for this season because uh, now, as I say, we become from the, we become the Premier League. And the the newly appointed manager or director, he want to a little bit monetize it and like to 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 attract more sponsors to to bring the more financial you know system stability for the clubs to to give to to rise up the budget and to give you know the money for for inside so the clubs can not only be donated or like from other sides so also to to start to earn the money. So I'm not sure how these will be just maybe broadcast by a couple uh, TV companies inside. But currently, and for all the last season, it was, was quite open. And you can uh, find like in a f- some certain Facebook pages, broadcasts live. So I think well, the situation will be maybe much same, but maybe the rights will give to some companies and it still will be live because, you know, Cambodia, they really like Facebook <laughs> and and this is like already become the part part of the culture and um, I think um, it will be difficult to put it on TV very yeah. difficult because uh, because now all everything all advertising coming out you know and it's worldwide so coming from from TV go to internet so I think it will be much same AFC Cup I'm not sure how it's gonna be um, but. Same. Some TV broadcasts should should be there. Really yeah, find easily internet. Wow, I've really enjoyed listening to this today. It's been been really insightful. Great to great to hear your story, Oleg. And I I know Andrew and Ray are joining me. We wish you best of luck for the the season ahead. And you know, it's and real really big congratulations on everything you've achieved so far in your career it's it really is inspiring and hopefully other ukrainians will be inspired to follow in in your example and and take the leap in in search as you've said to gain the experience and the knowledge that they haven't haven't received at home um before we go though um for people who want to follow your story or phnom penh crown story a little bit more 
where where can they access the information on the internet? Is that, do you have a social media page? Does the club have a social media page? Uh, yeah, sure. The club have the Facebook page, which constantly updated with a lot of news, with a lot of photos and everything. This you just type Phnom Crown <laughs> FC, and you will find our <laughs> our Facebook page. You you can like it and continue to follow. Um, same as my, um, I'm not that active user. You know, just like sometimes in a while, uh, post some pictures. That's it. Like my Instagram, you just type my name, Oleg Starinsky, and I, I'm sure you will find me on Instagram. But uh, don't wait. I'm gonna be replying because I say I'm not really <laughs> there into that. So I quite uh, passive user, not really active user. <laughs> I just put the sometimes photo. That's it. So I don't really like read the comments or, or personal messages. But no. Thank you. Well, I mean that's it for today, everyone. But. So big thank you to our guest, Oleg. Uh, it's, yes. it's, it's, it's been, really has been fantastic. Andrew, Ray, I hope you've enjoyed it as much as me. Andrew, for our new, our new listeners, your uh, social medias? Yep, great episode, I think. Um, left field topic, so I think the listeners will certainly enjoy it. And yeah, for me, Zoria Londonsk on Instagram and Twitter. And over to you, Ray. Really enjoyed this one. and. Hey, that's something we never covered before, and I'm pretty sure we're going to come back to, to that topic later. Uh, for me, it's Instagram, Oval and Casual. Definitely do, definitely do. We hope that Oleg will join us later in the Cambodian seasons to let yes, us know 100%. how it's going. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, guys. Uh, it was a pleasure. And of course, you can follow me at Ukrafot24. Till next time, everyone, take care, stay safe, and goodbye for now. Hey.